never run 65 more if we, we really want to do that whole credit sequence. I do. We are going to follow it through to the T. I got to pee. <laughs> God <laughs> damn it. I did try. to the Autopod Decepticast. This is your weekly podcast that delivers a minute-by-minute breakdown of the 1986 Transformers movie. <laughs> Need a lot of oxygen Try for that. something new. Uh, no, I just uh, ran out of air. I'm here with my dastardly and devious co-hosts. <laughs> I'm Ryan. And I'm Caleb as I twirl my little mustache. <laughs> Have you ever tied a helpless woman to train tracks only to be foiled by a clueless Canadian Mountie? No, uh, usually when I do it, I'm never foiled. I'm successful in my uh, tying her to the tracks. And so she she's murdered. And by, cuts uh, her fucking legs off. Yeah, I once, I, I try to set a, what up, my, my goal is to see how many I can tie down before the train shows up. And my record so far is 12. Oh, so you're trying to get up to a baker's dozen. Well, yeah, so like I just my goal is to get is how many women can sure. I get lined up tied to the track before mm-hmm. the train comes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One would think that I would check the train schedule. <laughs> <laughs> However, you just like to do it loosey-goosey. Oh, whenever I show up to the tracks. I, I want to ask about your technique, but I don't at the same time. What do you mean? Tying like, how do you, down? Like, like how the do you logistics s- of getting 12 how do you women to do anything. <laughs> and, yeah, and do you do it side by side by side by yes. side? Do you position them like a quarter mile away from each other? No, no, it's side by side. Oh, of course, the terror is amplified. No, no, I, it's because it, the time it takes me to walk a quarter of a mile, that's time, <laughs> that's time, that's, that's time I can be tying yeah, down ladies to the tracks. Of course, of course, idiot. of course. <laughs> Absolutely, I deserve that. So, uh, let's talk about the last episode real quick, like, uh, Hot Rod Narcy, a little bit flirty. Mm, textual tension. Something yes, but she's, she recognizes that, but she doesn't, going, she's not going to act on it. She doesn't want to go too far. And what was his reasoning? Uh, he likes her too, but wants to play it cool and collect it. <laughs> yeah, right. Keep it on the DL. Mm-hmm. Uh, Autobots, I think, uh, we've learned that they have very little regard for child safety. Sure. I mean, just Daniel, who knows? They're almost amused by child endangerment. It's shocking he has lived this long. It's like a show on Cybertron could be like the opposite of kids do funny things. It'd be like kids are getting killed. <laughs> it would be a great show he on. He survives, I will say this. Uh, and then also, Devastator is merged and the team is preparing to launch some rockets. That's kind of, or actually has just has launched, launched one rocket, one rocket. A single. So that's where we are in the movie. Um, so kicking off, you know, I did not say last episode the time of the movie. I just realized, or the, oh, the, the minute, the, the minute that we're covering. So um, I'll just do that right now. <laughs> we are covering uh, it's episode nineteen, so we're covering minute eighteen to nineteen, essentially eighteen oh one to nineteen. And uh, from the previous minute, as we said before, Springer has just launched a rocket that nailed Devastator in the back. Huge mm-hmm. explosion, lighted out the screen. But when the smoke clears... Didn't no, even scratch him. No damage. Didn't phase him at all. He was still doing what he was doing, which is mm-hmm. wrecking so that turret. Rocket number two. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah, Devastator continues to rip up the wall. And this is right here, pause. That's a bombshell that goes flying off to the right there, so maybe that's where his damage comes from. Bombshell's still around. Um, so the team fires more rockets, more of a rapid progression, really, and they get a couple Oh yeah, I forgot here. there was a third rocket. And Devastator... Uh, throws the wall that he, he tore off. He rips a chunk at of the wall. At throws it at throws the... Throws it at the bunker. Mm -hmm. And I'll call mm. that a direct hit. Yeah. Yep. And I think you have a point here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Aaron, sorry. Where's... Where was... Was Daniel still in the I window? That's what, yeah, that's, that's what was. Oh. That's my... That, yeah, I think that while... Uh, like, where's Daniel? He was mm. at the opening of the bunker, as we discussed yeah. last episode. Child endangerment laws not in place in Ottawa City. Okay. Uh... If the rockets, if the, if the like the flames and sparks from the rockets didn't injure <laughs> didn't him, or, burn kill his him goddamn face or knock him off the the ladder to his uh, untimely death, uh, he he should have be he should be dead right now. And you don't see him on screen. Nope. No. You got Cup. You got RC. You got actually. Hot, you got let's, let's go back. Let's see if they just happen to have Daniel still in the show. No, it's he, not. Uh, well, hang on, hang on. I'll, I don't I'll, think you even see it necessarily. I mean, Daniel's dead. <laughs> Daniel's dead. Yeah. Daniel's dead. Uh, they should have his body just <laughs> here, off to the side. Anybody at wants eight, to at 18, also Jesus. Animate that Christ. at 1811. Uh, I mean, yeah, at 1811. So you're right. Daniel he's, bloodily flying. He's dead. There's, he's not on the ground as far as I he can tell. He was up looking out the window. Uh, unless one of them had any spark of responsibility and said, hey, Daniel, get down there and go over here behind us. Mm -hmm. oh, he's uh, dead. I also, like, this is interesting, too, because the whole catapult thing, well, that was pointless. <laughs> Well, that didn't. They do. got three shots in all yeah. that effort, and I think it's it's. A, I mean, you know, this movie's brave enough to show you that not everything works, and you'll probably just fail. <laughs> and so, okay, great, Daniel. Mm -hmm. Daniel killed in the face the way <laughs> the way he deserves it, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the next sequence we see some. Well, first of all, I guess I just just to. Um, Put the lid on that trash can. I love, even though the animation's not that great, I, I think that's still a well-drawn and well-done sequence in terms of just the angle. Mm -hmm. the, I mean, everything's animated. Mm -hmm. Everything mm -hmm. in that room is animated. There's no background part, so everything's just falling apart. So, uh, so that's really cool. So now... At 1814, we are fighting outside the city. We see Perceptor and Grapple, who we haven't seen mm -hmm. up until this point. And do you believe that Grapple was uh, supposed to be a I can't remember if it's Grapple or Hoist. Hoist the green. No, the green I think it maybe is Grapple. I don't know. It's, I, was, I was down several rabbit holes at that point and seven martinis in. Maybe they... Uh, realized they had Hook, and they were like, we don't really need Yeah, that was really <laughs> doubling up. Yes, exactly. And so anyway, uh, one, the great sequence of them fighting yep. outside the city, great Firing. lighting effects. Yep. I'm going trying to go in slow-mo here, because um, right here, uh, so oh. we've, we've got Grapple and Perceptor, but another Autobot oh. walks forward, and you don't see who it is. Do you guys, can you guys I guess who this is? It, I think it's Swoop. Yep. It is an animation <laughs> at eighteen seventeen. Wow. You guys are. There is no indicate. I did look up animation models of Swoop to. <laughs> well, I had the toy, and it, those that's his feet that yeah, came down, and yeah, exactly. Right there, we're seeing Swoop's knees at eighteen right seventeen. I thought it. I suspected it was Swoop, and then I looked to check and make sure. But yeah, even the the paneling mm -hmm. on the front of the of wow. the of the calf and on the side. It's <laughs> so cool. Caleb's eyes hey, are Caleb, so we're wide. digging deep into this. <laughs> You guys are fucking geeks. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, somehow Swoop got on Earth yeah. and is fighting this war. And uh, 
So this is a cool sequence in that, uh, you know, we're kind of outside the city and we're just sort of seeing, you know, there's other stuff going on than the whole Devastator thing. Mm-hmm. And you kind of see uh, the Battle Rage yeah. on. I don't know if you'd call it a time lapse. I don't know how no, lasers no, no. look. No, it's, uh, that, this is not a time lapse. So there's well, look, bullets. though. I mean, well, there, yeah. Then right, they, sure. they, then they At 1828. They, they, yeah, dawn. they fade to dawn, which the, the Autobot... Autobot City is jacked at this point. Yeah. There's like there's stuff there's, in the water. There's mm-hmm. stuff floating in the moat. And I can only assume they're not firing lasers because they arc, so they must be some kind of white hot projectiles. Well, like so that's that kind of imagery is actually based on reality where uh, in um, night fighting, particularly back in the early uh, early to mid twentieth century. Uh, when you're fighting at night, so that you know where. Oh yeah, incendiary are. rounds. Yeah. I apologize for insulting your intelligence. No, it's but fine. But so yeah. th- I don't know what incendiary rounds are, guys. They're basically white phosphorus, I believe, rounds that when they shoot out, they catch on fire, and so you can see where you're shooting. So like every like, and they space them out. If you like got, every third shot, every third shot, so that as you're shooting, you can you can see where your your helps you target. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Now, also, unfortunately, it helps identify your location. That's right. Yeah. So, but I guess that the ben- the pros outweigh the cons, uh, uh, I guess. Like, sometimes. Well, well I sometimes guess you when you're dealing with lasers or not lasers or high, high bolts or plasma or whatever the these guys are shooting, but the way that they, it's all lit up anyway. Right, but the <laughs> sure. way that they were displaying that is, is, is yeah, probably based on footage of of sure. combat where there's a lot of incendiary rounds being. That's used. interesting. I've never I didn't know that was a thing. Like I always yeah. I mean I've seen footage uh, of you know being able to trace Yeah, if you can uh, see ammo it, at night. I just figured it was cuz it was so hot. Like the ammo was hot and so you could see it. I didn't I know to, that was a special I, I, kind I, I of I used round. to think that too, but yeah. I found that, that they were intentionally lighting those up. Learning is As great. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the city is smoldering, and um, you know night has turned to day, and uh, we're gonna see Megatron here at about eighteen thirty-three. Well, 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 you don't that's... see Megatron. I'm sorry. You hear Megatron say that their defenses are broken. Let the slaughter begin. And then Devastator tears through walls like they tore into the ship, the Autobot shuttle. I'm assuming that was exploded too, but since really? it was a bomb, <laughs> why didn't they just have? Why are you guys well, giving us such a hard time? No. Never mind. I, I'm going to stop doing that. Why didn't we just? No, I'm not going to stop. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I also, before we get into this too much, I like how those 20 Decepticons somehow destroyed all 450 of the mm-hmm. cannons yeah, right. in the yeah. city, just to revisit an old chestnut. Uh, yeah, bringing it all around. <laughs> so Ooh. Devastator rips open the walls of the city. And I love that animated sequence. Yeah, by the where way. he pulls th- forward. Yeah, I think the producers of this movie love that sequence because I'm pretty sure I saw that used in several sort of promos and just other things that weren't even associated with the movie. They would attack like toy commercials or whatever. They would ass- they would use that little bit of footage. But um, so and then he, he, Megatron it, takes aim. Another great angle, yeah, great by the angle, way. like the the yeah, just like the uh, the. You know, theatrical angles that like uh, that they have here, like everything at uh, eighteen thirty-seven skews back to a specific point of foreshortening, like Megatron's arm, and even the background is skewed down to a point, and it's just like it's so a great dynamic. They're matching angle. The, the foreshortening of the animated character is matching the foreshortening of the painted background. It might be serendipitous, but 
I like to think they did it on purpose. <laughs> hey, that's perspective. Guys. I'm sure that they. I'm sure Art one hundred and one. I'm sure they were conscious of it, were making mm-hmm. sense in layout. And uh, then so like this part, this next part, literally when I watch it, gives me chills. Like I just seeing the shuttle coming coming into the frame. It is like just in time, guys. Fake. Just in time. So Fake. it's the cavalry arrives with five or six Autobots, <laughs> depending on what you believe. Because you think they would have brought a bigger regiment, but as uh, so as, as we get into it here, so it's it's, it's all in the morning. Megatron takes a look. He sees, um, uh, you know, an Autobot shuttle, uh, not like unlike the one we saw at the start of the movie. And um, from the interior, we see Optimus Prime, mm-hmm. Sunstreaker, and the Dinobot. So, hmm. before we get into too much, real quick, uh, That's, you, any problems you guys have with this? Anything? Uh, anything? Uh, let here? me see. No, let me see what you're talking about here. Anything in the if you right haven't spotted quarter, it by now, you're not going to right quarter area. Here's the problem. And it, 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 right, it, 1841. It takes a memory. I don't see. It. I don't see to, it. it takes it takes memory of the past. Is this the same painting of an Autobot base or something? No. no. All right, tell me what it is. I give you <laughs> Go ahead, Ryan. Uh, well, Sunstreaker is has previously been shown already on Earth, helping uh, with the roadblock with Cup. Oh. So this is another situation of jumping back and forth to Earth and Cybertron. Yeah. And he's very prominently piloting the shuttle. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Maybe that's why they're so late. <laughs> I know. I know why they're late because based on previous experience they're watching like, them, uh, Optimus. A communication has come, like, or like, basically, the the chain of receiving the signal passed through, like, jazz. Yeah. Well, also, so like, or, they had to wait for Sunstreaker because he had the keys. Yeah. So like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. So like, it passed through, like, the communication went through, like, three people before it got to Optimus, mm-hmm. and then Optimus comes back through, like, and asks, like, what? What's going on? And then it goes back through, and no wonder there's it's so long many. email. I'm sure it was a. So another thing is, uh, we don't know where Cybertron or the moons are in relation to Earth at this point. But if if, if Sunstreaker has the ability to, I guess, travel via teleportation way faster than the speed of light, <laughs> well, why did Blaster send his sound waves? It, like, they, let's travel at the speed of sound. <laughs> like, what's a, it's obviously a problem. It's all a problem. So Sunstreaker. Also, my, my biggest problem is that there, there's there's only six guys coming. To mm-hmm. that, but it's the Dinobots. That's true. They're very the powerful. The Dinobots are powerful, man. Uh, also, though, to the Dinobots, like now nobody's manning that munitions factory. Well, but okay. So to that, uh, we're missing one Dinobot. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. I think it is Snarl. Hang on a I second. Believe so. uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Snarl. I'll say the Stegosaurus in case yes. Snarl isn't the right name. I think you're right. Uh, so they must have left him back at the plant to oh, keep boy. making weapons. That thing is definitely not on his own. Smoothly. So Optimus orders them to destroy Devastator. Grimlock's like, no problem. And they... I like it too because they have like a history, the Dinobots and Devastator tangling. That's true, yeah. And that, that makes sense in the context of where the show was, at least by the time they started animating this movie. Uh, it, like, they might have just wrapped up animating that sequence to set up that maybe these guys are rivals mm-hmm. of some sort. But the Dinobots jump off the ship. I do like the sequence. We were mm-hmm. debating it earlier. Are the Dinobots flying or gliding? You'd think that, I mean, they all sort of have wings. It's at, uh, yeah, 1851, 52. Uh, but, I mean. They all do sort of have It doesn't wings. matter whether they're flying or gliding because they can. <laughs> they're still four-ton beings. Well, that. But also, they can fly. Because in the show, before the movie, they're shown flying. 
Are they really? Yeah. Okay. They're given the gift of flight by Wheeljack. Yeah, I guess. No, no, by Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. <laughs> That's right, R.I.P. Um, I don't know why the Dinobots can fly and nobody else can, but yeah, they... And I think even in SOS Dino... Yeah, it is in SOS Dinobots. Their first appearance, they fly. Okay. All right. Didn't know that. Yep. Don't I've remember. watched that video. I have it on cassette, like VHS, and I've watched it probably a hundred times. So they're soaring over the landscape, and it, it is really cool to watch this thing in this regimented way that we do, mm -hmm. because there's just things I never... Like, just... I mean, we were a kid when we watched it, so you take a lot of things for granted. But the way that like, they're soaring over the landscape, like this could be the same landscape that Hot Rod and Cup were driving through. Mm -hmm. And then they get over the mountain, the city the, rises up in the yeah. background, and uh, you know, then they're flying down upon the city. Grimlock gives an order for them to transform. I guess they're just more powerful. And, mm -hmm. that's, and that's, that's what it. I thought. And yep. then you, the next sequence, you see Grimlock on his own about Soaring to land on... Oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. We're not there yet. Uh, We've surpassed the minute. Devastator, no, no. Devastator comes up, he looks... I can't tell if Devastator's look is one of... I think it's... Concern yeah. or just... Or just ready to rumble? No, no, I think it's like surprise. Surprise, yeah. Yeah, it's surpri definitely surprise. Like, here we go. I didn't know you guys... It is like, true, I guess oh, these reinforcements shit. are supposed yeah. to be somewhat of a surprise. There he is. Oh, that's definitely a surprise. Okay, all right. And then Grimlock is uh, coming down upon uh, upon Devastator. So, okay. so here's uh, what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that Grimlock's flying down from the sky. No doubt an awe-inspiring attack is about to happen that will immediately debilitate and destroy Devastator. Ending the war. Movie over. Are you going to do this every episode? <laughs> every episode we have a moment like this. I yes, see a cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. All right. Nope. Okay. Nope. All right. Well, thanks. <laughs> I'm for, not thanks, engaged. Thanks for talking. One thing before we go into anything else that I'd like to talk about, I didn't know that Autobot City had a moat until watching this episode. Even the previous episode, you mentioned I there's I a moat. Or no, I think it was this. Yeah, you talked about it mm -hmm. earlier. And I just oh, I got, got a I moat. I wish they had a crocodile kind of floating. I didn't think it was a moat. <laughs> <laughs> I had like a jungle safari at Disneyland. I didn't think it was a moat as much as that was part of the hydrodynamic plant. Um, it is totally. But, it's got to be. But I just but there are bridges that go over it presumably like in uh, they try in yeah oh, that's yeah, right yeah. they had that bridge yeah they had, right. well, i'm just a dummy nah well no, you're not we're not a dummy well okay <laughs> <laughs> let's uh do okay well uh what do we want to do first voice actors or script deviations let's do the voice actors okay all right do you have anything you're nope i just want to hear what you have uh one that i will let me see if i've got the, uh, the characters on the other side of the curtain here uh, but I'm just going to mention this for content purposes. He doesn't actually have a line in the movie, and so I won't spend a lot of time on it. But a gentleman by the name of Peter Renede, apologies if that's mispronounced, did Grapple. Grapple is the guy that maybe had, was going to be a constructor. Maybe, con. yeah. We don't know. Um, and he was a great utility player, is a great utility player um, over film, television, and video games. And his most famous ongoing role is that of Master Splinter from Teenage oh. Mutant Ninja Turtles. So he didn't have a line in this movie, but in, in, in you know, the general G1 cartoon canon, he is a guy that, that uh, was around and his mm -hmm. character's on screen. But the, the big one for this particular segment and just big one in general, Greg Berger was the voice of Grimlock and also Skyfire um, and also Long Haul and I don't know if you guys remember a rather minor character named Outback. He uh, was the Australian. Oh, no no rules, the, just right. The, 
That was his catchphrase. <laughs> is it really? No, that's it's a commercial. That, uh, was, oh, Steakhouse. damn it. <laughs> that's a knife. <laughs> that's not a knife. No knife. That's not a Decepticon. What kind of Australian references can we fit in this? You're doing more no, Michael no, Caine. No, that's, that, yeah, that's... <laughs> I'm that's, doing that's, Michael Caine as the Australian in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. The size of a tangerine. Put some shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's a, yeah, he was an Australian in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. True. All right, at the end. Unfortunately, the he, big is, reveal. he is a mute. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a while. Let's watch that movie. Let's watch it right now. You've got to leave Let's it for We're going to keep you late. Greg Berger um, it has got a lot of credits to his name. Um, another interesting point of trivia is that sometimes he substitutes for Peter Cullen as the voice of Eeyore in oh. various media, just as a side note. So maybe if Peter Cullen, God forbid, ever Ties. meets his maker, maybe Greg Berger will be the guy that takes over Optimus Prime. Never That's conjecture. Mm. Uh, he has quoted that he prefers characters that think before they act, but Grimlock is still a favorite character of his. Grimlock's new brain. Do you remember that episode? Yeah, where he Season becomes three. a genius. He builds what the um, uh, 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 Computron. The, yeah, the, the Technobots. Technobots. That's mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. He essentially used his Skyfire voice for that character, which Skyfire was never around. Oh in season yeah. Three. I think they quit using Skyfire for copyright purposes because that it was, was just a, a copy of another. It was always a litigious yeah. character that they included, but his other majorly iconic role outside of Transformers is. This is going to be a weird one, guys. He Born. always did Odie, the voice of Odie, oh. the Garfield cartoon <laughs> franchise. I mean, there's no voice, it's just sounds, but barking. Well, barking, yeah. <laughs> uh, he has a few, he ha well, he has lots of credit to his name, as all of the voice actors we look at do. But uh, on, on screen, one that was really interesting to me was that he was in the movie uh, Police Academy Mission to Moscow. Oh, boy. Uh, what I've that never one? heard of that. <laughs> I don't remember. It was a late era Police Academy. Was it Police after Academy the fall of seven. communism? <laughs> probably. Well, it was, you know, we were getting along, so probably. It was post Rocky know. Four. It post head of the head of the class episode. <laughs> That's right, where they went to Mexico or Mexico. Oh, what have I become? No, Mexico USSR. That's right, Moscow. None of that. None of that happened. Okay. <laughs> he was one of the cops that was one of the Russian trainee cops that the U.S. Police wow. Academy guys. Why I don't would think they I, hire those bozos to go? I don't to think I ever saw that one. Uh, Garfield, Simpsons, Powerpuff Girls, Spider-Man, G.I. Joe, Batman, all of the... the all the hits. All, these, those are all ones that a lot of these cats uh, cross over mm -hmm. into. Video games, Grand Theft Auto franchise, Monkey Island. He's been in some mm -hmm. Final Fantasy stuff, Metal Gear Solid stuff. Uh, various... All, I mean, any Transformer game that basically has Grimlock in mm -hmm. it, he does it. So um, that is uh, Greg Berger. He does... Uh, cons all the time. He's a kind of a con staple, and uh, so there's lots of opportunity to, to you know, hear him do his thing. Which is probably all the time is a do the voice. I mean, it must be all these guys. Like they, sure. all, that's all anybody wants is like just do some extemporaneous stuff in the. You're voice. at a Transformers convention, right? So you know that. Well, you know what's up. Hey, hey, uh, would you do Odie? Burp. Greg, Greg. I know we're at a Transformers convention, but what I want to hear is. Fucking Odie. Fuck, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> so, uh, let's go into our favorite oh. segment of the show. Rip deviations. <laughs> you have any? <laughs> I do, but you go for it. Okay. You'll probably have what I have. Uh, that's 
possible. I mean, these are kind of all over the place, but in the script I have, it doesn't show up until the um, Dinobots show up, but it's kind of interspersed. Uh, there is a part where... Um, um, there is, oh, actually, there is one line that Springer says where he says, I got better things to do tonight than die. Um, <laughs> the script, the line in the script is, um, let's make sure he can't take advantage of it. Talking about Megatron, uh, and I'm like, well, I'm glad they punched that up. Um, <laughs> By deleting it entirely. That's right, let's just leave that out. And then inside the screen, um, whenever Devastator is punching the wall, uh, it goes to Ultra Magnus, and, um, he, uh, says to Wheeljack, Devastator's almost reached our inner defense membrane, which is a weird... Why it makes me sad to know that in a version of this script, Wheeljack was it's still alive. alive. Yeah. I mean, he had those. He had that zoo of uh, Predacons or what, oh, Animots to... Oh, okay, yeah. go on. Oh, wow. <laughs> the Ultra Magus says to initiate Dragon Beast, which is where the Anabots use their combiner mode to form a giant dragon, um, which is a mechanical-like beast which breathes lightning bolts, uh, which emerge from its maw like the stylized ocean waves in a Japanese print. So... Okay, we know that the only reason, well, I don't know if it's the only reason, but the main reason Autobot Combiner's Superion Defensor aren't in this movie is because this movie was being produced concurrently with the mm -hmm. television show, and the writers and producers of this movie had, you know, they they didn't get the memo that that was happening, yeah. I guess, or just whatever. Just whatever. So, uh, so, in the interim... They created this totally whacked out crazy <laughs> combiner to compete with Devastator. And uh, anyway, it, mm -hmm. it, it's just wild that they created the most psychedelic nutballs it's really combiner. Meanwhile, the guys doing the TV show create yeah, yeah, their hey, basic hey, combiners. It's yeah, just, but they're not trying to reinvent the wheel. There's a lot of baggage with... The, the how the lightning is coming out what how do you say how it's coming out of the mountain uh, from his more like stylized ocean waves in a Japanese print you okay. know those Be jagged edges right the famous the famous mm -hmm. Japanese print is, isn't it called the wave or? it's uh, it's by an artist called Hokusai uh, and Hokusai did like a series mm -hmm. of these 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 stylized waves and he was a very famous Japanese artist back in the 19th century uh Wave painting has a very important, a lot of importance in Japanese culture because the, those, because when the Mongolians, the Mongolian Empire tried mm -hmm. to invade Japan, there was a divine wind known as Kamikaze, Kamikaze. that sunk them and crippled the Mongolian fleet and prevented the Mongolians from invading and taking Japan as part of the Mongolian Empire. I wonder if there's any baggage or any kind of. I can't imagine. That. Am I reading it? Too, I can't too imagine much? Ron Freeman knows that. Okay, I'm reading into. But it. that's interesting. Like that's really I didn't know that. But the, yeah, at the all. artist, the artist for that famous series paintings, is, he's called Hokusai. Hmm. Awesome dude. You should check it yeah, out. Yeah, no, I love those paintings. It's, it doesn't seem inconceivable to me that Ron Friedman would be the type of guy that would, would know that. Something. Just, be, I mean, it is a. I mean, all these toys have Japanese heritage in their previous storylines, so it seems like. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, well, yeah. he's an inquisitive guy. He's no dummy. Could be. I mean, he's we'll, kind of the whenever he comes on the show. Whenever he comes on the show, we'll, we'll yeah, all exactly. these are going to be talking we'll, points. We'll grill him on Hokusai. That's yeah, right. and so um, that is, uh, they grapple, like it says, a uh, dragon beast will annihilate Devastator. Ah, there's like 20 IAs here. <laughs> uh, so they just start scrapping, and then um, that's when Prime Shuttle comes down, and uh, the Dinobots are released, and then the next uh, devi big deviation I have will be the next episode. So, well, I'm looking forward to that, because I'm hypothesizing in my head that it's, 
uh, Dragon Beast plus Dinobots versus Devastator versus what we got on screen. That seems so much more epic. Mm -hmm. uh, the only thing that I have that you didn't cover is that um, is that uh, at some point Devastator must have torn into the pillbox that Hot Rod and the group are in because. Um, the script I have indicates that he grabs Hot Rod and Cup and has oh. both of them in his hands and is crushing them. And it isn't until the Dinobots show up. And also the Dinobots, once they leave the ship, mm -hmm. they are firing on Devastator in robot mode. And then oh. they transform into their Dinobot modes and then ultimately engage him in more hand-to-hand -hand style combat. But it isn't until that happens that then Devastator just, you know, he's shaking a little bit and he mm -hmm. releases Hot Rod and Cup. It's interesting it would take that long considering how, what uh, uh, he made of that cannon with one just like <laughs> squeeze of his I fist. Know, but. I know, I know. Uh, uh, anything else? No, that's all I have. Do you guys have any thank yous? I didn't have any. Oh, not that this is a place to put it. Shout out, uh, shout out. No, I don't. Okay. Right. Well, if we have any, we'll put them at the yeah, next, from, top I, of next. From episode. There's of, none. I did some research. Of... There was no new okay. iTunes stuff, at least. Okay. All right, guys. Next episode. Mm -hmm. Shit's gonna get real. Mm -hmm. uh, we know. We know who's back in town. The boys. <laughs> the boys are back. The boys are back. Here's the deal. Megatron must be stopped. No matter the cost. Um, a couple other things. We've got the touch. It's going to be a big episode. Yeah, guys. it is. It's, this, Bunch. I mean, this is where, like, you know, wow. this is where it gets heavy. It starts getting heavy. Wow. A bunch of cons are going to get bonked. Awesome. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Well, thank you uh, for listening, everybody. Please uh, tell your friends. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher, Google Play, and TuneIn. We have Facebook presence, Twitter presence, yeah. Instagram presence. All at Christmas, Christmas presence. <laughs> Anniversary presence. Birthday presence. Birthday presence. All at APOD Decast. That's right. And don't, you forgot about... The most important presence. Our web presence. Web you piece of dog shit. That APOD decast. Wait, no. God nope. damn it. Oh, uh, it's now. The onus now, is back on you. Now the dog shit turd becomes the dog shit tea. Autopoddecepticast.com. iTunes users. Rate us. Please. Five stars. And tell your friends because we want to be more popular than we are right now. Cut this shit right out. <laughs> Cut the shit out all the time. Thank you for we listening, everybody. Idiots, cut the shit. Out. <laughs> it's been a great cut time. Cut it out. Thanks. Cut it out. I'm done. No, go ahead and wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> thank you. All right, thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Get the fuck Thursday, and usually when I work from home, I watch horror movies on Shutter that I can cast to my TV. And uh, I watched one called Deathbed, the bed that brings death, or something like that. It's Deathbed from 1976, and it's a bed that eats people. And it ate this guy's hands into skeletal hands, but they're still on him, and he seems fine. Yeah, he seems pretty cool about it.
It, mu- it ate everything <laughs> off of his hands. Yes. And it is bizarre. That's a he can very, move the hands? No, he can't move the hands. So it ate everything except for the, like the cartilage. The cartilage that holds the balls yeah. together. Which eventually does start to break down and his hands fall apart. Uh, also, oh, it actually does do that. Yeah. It, this movie is so weird. It is like a visual poem. Almost everything is done in voiceover. Like, it's dialogue and voiceover, which I think, honestly, is because they couldn't get it to sync up. Oh, yeah. So they just had to go back and ADR everything. <laughs> so how does this, does this bed move around? Nope. It um, basically... Oh, Stays in the same a, room? It, <clears throat> yeah, and uh, basically, like, one of the people, the narrator, essentially, in it is this guy who had consumption and was and was dying in the bed, and the bed, I guess, didn't want to eat him because he was diseased or something, so it just put him behind one of his paintings, like trapped him behind one of his paintings. How, and what do you mean? I don't know. He was just in a little crawl space forever behind the painting. Like, How does it do that? I don't know. How does it move? It's, it, well, it, like, it was built by a demon who killed a woman and dripped the blood onto the bed, and so now it's a demonic bed, and then... It's How does weird. it eat people exactly? It dissolves them basically, like this foam comes up and they go down into this amber liquid. So and it's like digestive. But there's also fluids. chomping noises. Like, yes, it's fucking weird. I'm not sorry I watched it, but uh, it feels like about two hours. It's an 82 minute movie. And I'm like, you couldn't even eke it out to the 90 minute mark. I think a lot of why it's so slow and weird is they filmed the movie and they're like, oh fuck, we have 40 minutes of footage. So they just, there's a three minute scene of a woman crawling away from the bed just to have the bed whip out a sheet and pull her back. I'm like, god damn, we could have skipped all this. You, I'm assuming you knew this is going to be bad going Yeah. Down. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of those. There's like, it's not one that I'd really watch. Do they destroy watch. the bed? Does the bed, does the bed yeah, the bed? it gets they, destroyed. Okay, well. Mm-hmm. How do they beat the bed? Basically, uh, once every 10 years, the demon goes to sleep for like an <laughs> in, hour, it seems. In the bed? No, just in a tree. You never see the demon, you just see eyes floating. So the demon so wait, doesn't sleep in its bed that it made? No. It sleeps in a tree. It sleeps in a tree. Every ten, once every ten years. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It doesn't. It's, sorry, is the demon? Is the demon the bed? Or are they linked? No, or the they're demon linked. Cast a spell on the bed, and the bed doesn't. The, I think breathe? it was unintentional to make the bed. Is the bed sentient? Yes. Okay. It's Why like does the pet. demon? What's the benefit the demon gets from having? You a don't bed? find out about the demon until halfway into the movie. By the way, <laughs> that's not made clear until halfway. You in. only see its eyes. Yeah, and um, how do you know it sleeps in a tree? Because the narrator tells you all this. It's all this. It's all just exposition. Like, almost the whole movie is exposition. Just a data dump. And and then all of a sudden, like, the, the guy goes, Oh, the demon's asleep. I can talk from beyond my painting. And then they destroy the bed. <laughs> no, no, it's not like, that. What has more exp- What's the name of this movie? It's like Deathbed, the bed that, de- that eats death or something right. like that. There's what's got weird... more exposition, Deathbed or Scramble City? Oof, that would be a close one. <laughs> yeah. Be a tight race. The Autobots are a good race of robots <laughs> from Cybertron. In case you didn't know, we're going to talk about that. Now the Septicons have figured out that they've built Scramble City. <laughs> do you guys want to do this thing? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it.